Welcome to the It's Her Business Podcast. My name is Eva. I'm your host. And here we talk about how to scale your business through group programs, virtual retreats, your service-based business from zero to six to seven and beyond figures. So let's get started. Let's talk about strategy number two, virtual retreats. Now that you understand that you need to have a scalable one-to-many service, which I talked about in the last podcast, you need to be an effective uh, with scaling a way to you use to fill your hybrid program with clients, obviously, right? While fulfilling on the principles that we discussed, um you know, at the, at the, in the previous three podcasts, right? This is where retreats come in. And to be perfectly clear, you could be doing about a hundred other things to fill your program as I did. We did the automated funnels where we ran ads to convert people to our email list. And that then, you know, did email launches and this and that, and a bunch of nurturing, wanting to get them on our uh, on the call with them or whatever, and it didn't work. I did for our workshops where I pitched at the end to try to get people to at least on a consult to work with me, and if not to work with me, and it didn't work. I did ninety-minute Zoominars, Zoom, you know, webinars on Zoom that I filled with dozens of registrants, hoping for clients to come, and it worked somewhat, but not great at all. And I did the automated version of it and the live version of it. And I did nine and 10 day Facebook live challenges and workshops. And they worked somewhat, but the end of nine or 10 days, I was exhausted and never wanted to do it again, quite frankly. And it was fine. It, it had us, you know, make some breakthroughs and help me learn how to be on camera and all that. But, you know, it, it, it was exhausting, quite frankly. And then I did a five version of that and it didn't work. And I wrote a book and I made it a number one best-selling thing on Amazon, hoping to get people interested and work with me, and it didn't work. I don't know that I should keep going. There's a lot of things that didn't work, obviously. And after endless and endless of iterations, we landed at the seven-day retreat model on Zoom that we use today. It works each and every time, and you want to participate with us in the next seven-day retreat to understand how that works, okay? So that's that. All right, so far, we have never had one seven-day retreat that would generate less than $100,000 in revenue, but more importantly, hundreds and hundreds of fans for live who got more out of our seven-day retreats than you know, that any of the free events that I've ever attended emerged out of this and helped us bring in more people and spread the word and, and all that jazz. And there are a bajillion different reasons why they work, but here is kind of the top four for me. Number one, you have seven days to earn somebody's trust enough to want to spend a year to work with you. It's a process that cannot be discounted. We have tried to shrink it and failed each and every time, okay? It takes time for somebody to commit to making a big, big transformation and change in their life. They're not ready. 
if you cut it out after three days. And we have just tried that, by the way. We did a two and a half day retreat and it converted a third of what we usually convert at. Okay. It's because people need time. Number two, it does not require a complicated tech setup, right? There's no pre-recording going on. There's no infusion soft. There's no click funnel. Instead, you're using your intuition. You're connecting. You are teaching. You're leading all those things that lead to your own transformation, which brings me to the third reason, which is you transform. I've never seen a client go through a seven-day retreat and come out of the same person on day seven that they were on day one. It's not possible to continue being the same person. It's just you are teaching so many people at once. You're present. You're teaching. You're leading. You're being in the experience. You're connecting. You're surrendering. And what's going to happen is that you will gain confidence. You'll become much more effective on camera. You also become a much better leader and a teacher, and you learn to manage your time better because there's a lot of things that are going to happen. You're going to have to let go of the things that don't matter, and you will have to surrender the attachment to an outcome in the end because if you want 10 people to come and people are not coming, they're not coming because you are putting a psychic pressure on them to come and you're being a little bit, you know, wanty and needy and all those things. And they will feel it. They will feel it, right? Our thoughts and our feelings are not private. Number four, they will transform. It really comes back to one of the principles that I discussed a few episodes ago, and it always comes back to service. Seven days give you so much more time to deliver real value to people, real transformations of them for real, right? And when you serve, you receive. So there, you know, those are the reasons, but there are things that you will have to master about doing retreats in order for them to be successful. And there is where a lot of people go wrong and make terrible, terrible mistakes. The first thing is going to be the right positioning and the right retreat, quite frankly. Too, too many times I see people creating an ambiguous transformational women's 35 to 55, you know, that kind of thing, retreat. And it's not at all clear who it's for, who it's meant to attract and how that's going to work, right? It's it's the thing like, oh, you know, transform your self-care in seven days or whatever, or transform your life in five days type of retreats. And people will sign up for them because it seems like nice. It seems like, okay, yeah, I should probably do that. You know, self-care seems like a reasonable idea, but the majority of them will actually not show up because ultimately you're not solving a need that is urgent enough for them to show up, right? You're talking about a tool that might be one of the components to solving their need, but you're not talking about the need, right? You need to position it for the need and the want. So in order for your retreats to be successful, it needs to be Solving a real need that is urgent and big enough for somebody to invest seven hours on Zoom with you. And you need to be clear about it in your messaging. It needs to say who the retreat is for, what needs is solving, and what they're going to get out of it. And it needs to be the real thing that people need solving, right? So um, that is that. So that's the first thing, positioning. Secondly, you need to meet the numbers. You should assume that only about 1.8% of the people who registered for your retreat will sign up. 
to work with you in your hybrid program. For clients, the conversions are often higher, right? Occasionally lower, but I want you to the kind of like, okay, go with that number. Therefore, you must do the math. You must get enough registration for the retreat to close the number of clients you want to close. If you want to convert five clients, it will take about 270 registrations. If you want to convert 10, it will take about 600 registrations. Be cautious. Be conservative. Don't count on a 3% conversion. It's likely not going to happen on the first one. Count on 1.8%. If you want to be super conservative, count on 1.5%. really depends on your level of experience, the level of your content, you know, the level of the people you attract and so on and so forth, right? Um, how you get to registrations, you know, I, I teach in the retreat and I discuss all the time. However, I need you to understand one thing. Getting registrations is what we call lead generation. It is the number one reason most service-based businesses fail. They don't have enough qualified leads coming in because for one reason or another, they think their content, they podcasting, their live streaming, the book writing will generate the leads, right? And it it's not it's not enough. It's not enough, guys. I teach in our retreats all the time, and this is the bread and butter of our program, how to fill the retreats. You're going to have to do your lead gen. You're going to have to go on social media and get the registrations or invest into Facebook ads or use one of the, I think we. I teach 16 different methods to it. I have my four or five favorites that we use all the time, right, to get the registrations. It's super, super important to do that right? So getting the registration is the most important thing. Third, you must get people to actually show up. Getting people registered is one thing. Getting them to show up is a whole another story. In today's digital world, the attention span is next to nothing. And people register for events. They don't show up for all the time, right? You've probably done that. You registered for events and challenges and this and that, and then you decided not to show up because life got in the way, or straight up you forgot, or you can figure out when, where, when, and where it was. It wasn't obvious or whatever. Just use your insight, go back and remember what happened, and learn from it, and don't make the same mistakes that these people made. Right? That invited you to the retreat, and ultimately were responsible for you showing up. Be responsible for your people showing up. It is your job to make sure they show up, and you should pull every lever, every stop to do so. We literally give our clients a step by step, email by email, text by text, template by template, to make sure that their people show up. Right? If you're going to do this on your own. Here's the thing, you'll, you'll need to set up the calendar invite, send them the text, dis, you know, dispatch the emails, tag them, send voice texts, everything you can possibly think of to remind them. Like we do that, we have about 16 reminders placed for every person and there are still people like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. And I'm like, hmm. How did you not know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it is because people still miss it, right? And be like, "Oh no, I didn't know what's happening. Now it's almost over. What do I do?" Right? Happens all the time, right? 
So you absolutely must, you know, you absolutely must have to put the all the things in place to make sure they show up. So that's a third. Four, you absolutely must have qualified leads in your retreat. Okay. What you're hearing, guys, I don't know if you can hear that. Lexi is like going crazy banging things. Anyhow, I'm going to finish recording this and, and go hang out with her. Anyhow, so... Ah, uh, mom life. Okay. So what, you know, you must have qualified leads in your retreat and nurtured, nurtured and qualified both, right? So what does it even mean having qualified lead? What's the difference between qualified and not qualified? That means that lead, number one, what's once what you have. Number two, wants it now, not like six months from now, right? Can't you get really confused excitement for urgency and a lot of people do that. My leads are really excited. Yeah, but they're they're they don't need what you have right now. It's not urgent for them. They plan to work on it at some point, right? So the there's urgency that is part of the qualifying, right? Number three, they can't afford it. And this is important. This is important. They need to be able to afford you right? I don't care if it's inheritance or credit cards or what, or their spouse, or they do have a job, they can pay for it. I don't care, but they need to be able to afford it, right? And they need to, part of it is also having the money mindset around it. Because so many times, like you have people who actually have money, have plenty of money in your retreat, but they are not used to spending on themselves. They've never invested into a coach or a healer or a teacher before, right? So, you know, I, I, I always share this, like I have the right, quote unquote, right money, money mindset around coaching. I spend so, so, so much in the industry. That is also a reason why I'm able to attract clients because, because I have had to overcome this and I've had to like go and actually spend the money on the things, right? But my money mindset around buying like stuff, like you know, like clothing or handbags or shoes. Oh my gosh. My shoes mindset is terrible. I can't even like, I have a little bit of shame of saying this. Like I literally have a pair of sneakers, one pair of nicer ish flip-flops that is worth about $15 and a flip-flops from grocery store that is worth about $8. Now to my excuse, I live in Costa Rica and it's COVID and we're not going dancing and and all that but I just could not bring myself to invest into nice shoes I just don't have the mindset right I don't see the point in it I'm just you know and I probably could not sell you expensive shoes either because I would I would not be able to sell it to you because I just wouldn't see the value of it you see where I'm going with this right it's it's like it would be it would lack integrity for me to get in a shoe shop and selling shoes because I don't believe in shoes. Well, it's it's not that I don't believe in shoes, guys. It's not that I don't believe in shoes. I think like shoes are good, but the way I hold shoes, it's a thing you put on your foot that so that your your foot doesn't get hurt by rocks, okay? Or it allows you to run or whatever. Okay. It allows you the thing you want to do. Anyway, you guys you guys get it. I have a similar thing around cars. Why the heck would I want to spend, uh, you know, money on an expensive car? I'm just very like practical in that sense. And I'm very, I'm a price buyer. I'm not a luxury or value buyer in that sense. Right. So, um, you know, 
and I could afford nicer shoes. I can afford more than $10 shoes. I just don't have the mindset, right? So there's the money and there's the mindset, okay? So I hope that makes sense to everybody. Then there is uh, the last qualifier. They can actually make the decision. They can actually make the decision. And this is for those of you who, who are working with, you know, stay-at-home moms, um, you know, a lot of the times you're going to see that the decision maker, it's a, it's a joint decision with their husband. They can't just like go spend, drop 10 grand on a program. So you're going to have to either, you know, either qualify for that. Can they actually spend the money or, you know, pull the husband into the decision making when it comes down, when it comes time to get on a consult, right? So, so those are the types of things that you'll need to be trained on and learn and learn a skin skill set and like figure out whether the qualifiers and how that works in your business, right? So where retreats fail, where retreats fail is when you have a lot of excited people in your events who love your content, you want to buy, but either can't afford it or it just isn't an urgent need that needs to be solved now. Or simply, there aren't the decision maker, right? It might just be the spice, but it might be that they have a business partner, or you're selling. If you're selling B two B, you're selling to somebody in an organization who has no, who doesn't have the decision making power, and you're wasting time. So that's a problem, right? So you need to do your due diligence on your leads. You need to talk to them. You need to qualify, so that you are not spending eons talking to people who don't have the need or don't have it right now or don't have the money or never, you know, even if they don't, if they have the money, if the money, they're not planning on investing it on into the thing that you have to provide or, you know, aren't the decision maker. So, and the final element, the final element is your energy. Your energy in your retreat is everything. This is why when we have clients in a retreat, I'll send them a voice text on the weekend. I'm, you know, we will, their coach will go back and forth with them. I will be like, okay, you know, like reminder to keep your energy up and up and up and surrender A, B, and C. It makes the difference between 10 sales and zero sales. Why? Because they pitch their offer and then there's crickets and that is perfectly normal. And they get into a story and it's often like, oh my gosh, did I overprice my program? Is it too expensive? Did I give too much? Do I have the wrong people? Then they start making it about the people. Then like, what's my energy? Like, and they, their energy goes down the drain and it's exacerbated by the fact that people on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are busy with other things. And often they're playing, catching, catching up a replay. But they go, they start teaching on day six and they're like, where's everybody? My numbers dropped so much, blah, blah, blah. I don't see the number of Zoom on Zoom. But, and they forget like, okay, the people who are still there who are watching, they're the people who want to work with you. But your energy just went down the drain. And even though you're pretending, you're trying to keep it together, you can't, energetically, they can sense your concern, your fear, your fret, your attachment to an outcome because you're like, oh my God, like I am I gonna like be able to sell the numbers? It's it's like all of those things. And they can sense it. So your energy is going to be everything. And 
here's the thing. People go into a retreat, they're, they one, they have great energy. They two, they have great energy. They three, they go in a dip. They four, they come back with great energy. And then somehow it goes lower and lower and lower. And like they have half their energy on Sunday They had than they have on Monday. When it really needs to be the opposite, you need to go up and up and up and up in your energy. You need to start strong on Monday and finish 10 times stronger on Sunday. That's the only way you'll be able to convert, okay? People want to see your, people People just need your energy to make the decision. People need you to be there fully for them. Not be in your doubt and second guessing and wondering and hoping that somebody will save you and some people will come in, all right? I know this is a little bit rough, but I hope it's making sense. And I hope this helps you guys. And this is why you have a coach, right? This is why you want to be in a program where people are supporting each other and they want to do it with each other because this is so important, right? Your energy is going to be the most important thing. You know, one of the checklists that we give to people is um, the mental, emotional, physical preparation for the retreat, which includes things like meal plan and hydration plan and this and that and blocking their time and sleep plan. It's so many things you need to think through to really keep your energy up, okay? So that's virtual retreats. I hope this is useful. Again, if you want to learn about Legion, make sure you jump on the next one. Uh, we typically de- teach it on day three and four. Sometimes we switch it around. But lead generation and filling your retreats is one of the most important things we teach. So make sure you wind up on there. Again, registration link is below. Hop on in and I'll see you guys in the next retreat. Hang on one second before you leave. I want you to go ahead and register for the next virtual retreat where we're going to teach you the three steps that we took to get our business to six multi six and seven figures, which are number one, creating a hybrid program. Number two, uh, filling it with free seven day virtual retreats and number three, scaling with a profitable team. So I'm going to pop the link below so that you can go ahead and register. Welcome to the It's Her Business Podcast. My name is Eva. I'm your host. And here we talk about how to scale your business through group programs, virtual retreats, your service-based business from zero to six to seven and beyond figures. So let's get started.